sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Or if you're listening to this live, perhaps a few hours to go. Uh, with the new year comes thoughts about beginning. It's the beginning of the new year. And in this episode of Ignition, we're going to look at the beginnings of the human race and what it's all about, what's going on in the beginning of the Bible in terms of why God created us. Man and woman, male and female, he created us. He gave us dominion. He put us in the garden thing. He built us out of dust and ribs. What the heck is going on in the book of Genesis? It's actually incredibly profound and beautiful. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the beginning, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So before, uh, oh, sorry. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is, Renee? Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Just making sure you were. Oh, I'm paying attention. Me. All right. Again, ignition <laughs> at sfcatholic.org. And I, as you could tell by the voice or <clears throat> the, the image, I don't know if Elise had mm. switched briefly mm. there. Yes. Was Elise awake? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, I am joined once again in the studio by Renee Kranz. Renee, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, ignitions. Let's get out of 2022. I don't know why, but let's just get oh, out of it. It wasn't like 2020 or 2021. There. Those are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on to 20. You know why I like 2023? Why? Because I was born on the, my birthday is 920. I, I was like 23. My birthday oh. is September 23rd, so I like the number 23. Um Actually, 23 was uh, a number I wore for basketball. Yes, it was. <laughs> the Castlewood Warriors. Warriors. I thought it was, was going to go. I should have I put myself out there, guessed, but I didn't want to be wrong. Yep. yep. So um, I've got no good segue right there from the Castlewood Warriors <laughs> to. And all of those uh, of you who uh, some, some of, oh gosh, probably a year or so ago when I first started uh, co-hosting with Chris, we used to do a little bit about ourselves yeah. and I was like, Oh, I don't think I want to do that because of the whole, you know, I might know a little too much about me passwords, blah, blah, blah. 23 is not in any of my passwords, by the way, uh, <laughs> to be clear, it is not, clear. I am. I'm, <laughs> Thanks, it is not. <laughs> so you say, yes. <laughs> so it was actually um, a year ago. I happened to look um, episode 490. Renee's titled "Biblical Firsts," and we talked about um, the first words, uh, oh. Jesus' first question mm -hmm. in John's Gospel, mm -hmm. and we talked about talked about God's first question in Genesis. Okay. Um, and I was thinking recently, just because uh, year two for this is going to be a DASIS initiative, so folks outside of Sioux Falls, well, they can participate in it, uh, but we're sort of mid-process school of missionary discipleship. Mm -hmm. Year two uh, launches here next month in February, um, and year two is focused on uh, God's plan for our salvation. So the overview of salvation history as we find it in the Bible and in the history of the church up to this point. Um and actually, just uh, a couple of few weeks ago, yeah, back in 2022, uh, I recorded the first couple episodes, super excited about 
super excited about uh, at least the first two episodes <laughs> a four school missionary discipleship. So folks, you can't um, you, you can't sign up midstream. Uh, you have to start with year one, which is on what is but, year one school missionary discipleship about? Really? Prayer. Prayer. Uh, and and it you it starts over again. Yeah. Well, well again, January twenty twenty four. You'll yep. start taking them again. Yep. Yep, you'll be able to sign so don't up a worry. year from now. Yeah. You can still get in but on I'm it. gonna so you're gonna be so excited after you listen to this episode oh, of Ignition. <laughs> I hope that you're gonna be I can't wait for registration to open in December or January for uh, another cohort for school mission discipleship. So awesome. uh, I, I I we I I did just talk about this uh as I was recording recording that episode and I couldn't remember because you and I last for last week's episode we're talking what should we talk about and I can't believe I didn't remember um, well, it's a good thing we have more than one episode it's do. a good thing we have more than one episode <laughs> so um what I want to do uh just just so we're going to set the stage a little bit. We're not going to have time to dive into all of this. I spent over an hour and it was just a, a microcosm. So what I want to do is, is just talk in very general, broad strokes about Genesis 1 and 2. Um, I want to mention some resources, things that uh, authors that we've talked about before on the show. If people do want to dive in deeper mm-hmm. and they can't wait for School Missionary Discipleship to open up. Uh, next year. Yes, because you don't have to wait for that. You can do it yourself. You can you can read stuff. Do the reading. You can, Absolutely. Oh goodness! Yep. Watch videos. All kinds of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. So Genesis one and two it, it, um, are some of the in some ways their their most familiar passages. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the darkness and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, also the most confusing. Um, so right. familiar. So there's that. Uh, um, God creates Eve from Adam's side. There's the snake, the serpent. There's the eating of the fruit of the tree. There's the banishment. So familiar, but also confusing. And also the source, this is definitely something we have, and we've talked about at least a couple times on Ignition, the two of us, let alone past episodes. Um, the source of needless argument about the alleged, in fact, non-existent, uh, opposition between faith and science. Right. Because, well, if you look at Genesis 1 and 2, it says this, but science tells us that. And, oh, no, you're wrong. No, <laughs> needless argument. I don't remember what the episode is, but we talked about yes. this before. Yes. Um, and, and, and the thing that I want to emphasize is Genesis 1, when you're reading the Bible, you have to pay attention to literary genre. Mm-hmm. What kind, what style of writing is yes. this? Yeah, just because this is all in one book doesn't mean it's all the same literary exactly. genre. Yes, 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 <laughs> because it is, in fact, 73 distinct books right. with different styles of writing. Right. Uh, so Genesis 1 and 2, I would say, is real history, but it's told in a poetic manner. Right. Uh, so I, it, it's a, a term. It doesn't give you dates and and play, uh, yeah. strict chronologies. Right. right. It's it's not it's not the way that modern history is told, where you know if you're going to walk through uh, a particular event, it is sort of well uh, at 4:53 on mm-hmm. December 3rd of 2019 <laughs> yep. and the progression. It's it's not told that way. It's not cosmological history, if you will. It's not, it's not cosmology, the science of right the origins. Of everything, right? It's poetic history, which is not so so much concerned with telling us how the universe began, as it's concerned with telling us why right. the universe began. Right. So why 
yeah, what's, why what's, and who did it? Yeah, yeah, and, and what's its meaning? <laughs> yeah. So you think of of, of um, the universe not so much as the product uh, of of a lab experiment, as the as a work of art. So if you want to know the why, the purpose, the meaning of a piece of art, what do you do? You ask the artist mm-hmm. uh, if you're able to. And thanks be to God, literally in this case, we have access to the artist. Uh, who created the work of art that is the cosmos, mm-hmm. that is God himself through our prayer, but also through what he has revealed to us in the teachings of the church, particularly, excuse me, as they come to us within the Bible. Right. <clears throat> so um, Genesis 1 and 2, what I'm calling poetic history, uh, does tell us about the the creation of the cosmos, but not focused again on the strict how it came to be, but why it came to be. And just a couple of things, Renee, that I want to highlight before we get into this, though. So what's what's your because you're you're a you know uh, you've read books at, about the faith at least before. half literate. <laughs> you're, you're moderately formed as a Catholic. Uh, yeah, at you know least, something. You've, at you've, least. you've done some reading. You you you've participated in some classes and so on. Mm-hmm. So for, if if somebody were to say to you. What the heck's going on in Genesis 1 and 2? What is your, and this is not pop quiz, I do that to you sometimes, mm-hmm. not now, um, but to the extent that you recall anything, um, what's what's Genesis what, What's Genesis 1 and 2 about? What is the meaning, the purpose? <clears throat> well, I think really what it wants to, to get across is that, um, the, that God created the universe in an order, and mm. everything is ordered yep. according to his plan. So he didn't order. Now, it doesn't tell you the time. Nope. It says a time, but I mean, it's pretty obvious to us now that it wasn't seven days yep. or six days. Um, but he's telling a story so that the people at the time and now can just understand why he did it. Yep. As I would say, and I guess in my way of saying it, as like a gift to us, uh, a place where we can be to learn to be holy and love him and worship him and... I was just going to say earn our way to heaven, but that's nah, not really nah, right. Nah. <laughs> There's the, the F. There would the be fail. a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of uh, evangelical Christians who'd be like, I knew it. <laughs> no, no, no that's, that's not what I mean. It's what came in my head, but that's not what I mean. Yeah. Yep, yep. A place for us to work out our salvation. Yes. There, how about that? There we go. There. Paul says that yes. work out your salvation in fear and yes. trembling. It's a free gift, but you got to do something. Right. Right. Yeah, that's great. So, um, um, just to dovetail on piggyback on a couple of things that you said. So we do read in the very beginning of Genesis, uh, no pun intended when I said that the very beginning, <laughs> um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And then we get that, let there be light. So mm-hmm. we get the progression of the six days and then the seventh day, right. but a number of authors, and I do want to mention some scholars here, a number of authors point out that this progression is not again a, a cosmological account. Right. It's showing, as you said, there is an order mm-hmm. to. There's a progression. It's done on purpose. There's a structure. So we read there that that there that it was without form and void. Right. So it's without form and it's empty. Mm-hmm. So a number of scholars, so just to name some particular, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn, mm-hmm. um, I think of his book, A Father Who Keeps His Promises, mm-hmm. he unpacks the significance of Genesis 1, excuse me, 
one and two in his in that book. Um, Dr. John Bergsma, mm-hmm. Bible Basics for Catholics, mm-hmm. does the same thing in his book. A couple of scholars who aren't as well-known, uh, brilliant theologians, Dr. Matthew Levering and Dr. Michael Dauphiné have a book called Holy People, Holy Land. Oh. They do something similar uh, to what these other scholars have done, looking at Genesis 1 and 2. Um, and then... Uh, Jeff Cavins and Tim Gray in Walking with God, Mm -hmm. which is the book version of Jeff's video series, uh, The Great Adventure Bible Study. Um, Those scholars, and well, are they all like, well, many of them are friends, um, but they're not reading from the same play. Well, they are reading from the same playbook. They're looking at how Genesis has in fact always been understood by the ancient Jews and then by throughout church history. Uh, the modern, again, needless argument, which I don't want to get off into, uh, is, is is really a. Um, I'll, I'll put up. This is going to be a strong claim, but it's a misinterpretation. Of, oh, yeah. It's missing the point of Genesis mm-hmm. one and two, and then we get into the needless arguments mm-hmm. about the scientific uh, validity of it mm-hmm. and so on. So what what all those scholars and others who I just referred to uh, in their books, what they point out is. That you see the the, the 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 it's formless and it's it's empty, it's without form, it's void. So first form is given. So um, I think it's time and then space and mm. then habitat. Mm. First three days. Okay. And then the second three days, um, though the time is populated, space is populated, habitat is populated. Mm. So we know, especially on day six, uh, we is when you have the creation of. Of, of the living creatures, especially then with man and woman mm-hmm. uh, are created. Uh, so the for, so the, uh, God gives form and he fills uh, those forms, those spaces, if you will, that he's creating. So there's structure that way. Uh, and after every day, of course, Renee, God says at the end of each day mm-hmm. before the next day starts. It was good. And it was good. So God has created everything good. Mm-hmm. It's on purpose for a reason, with a meaning, and it's good. And the final, well, day six, the penultimate day, on day six, God creates all sorts of living creatures uh, and then caps it off on day six with the creation of man and woman. At the end of day six, he says it was... Very good. Very good. Did you, like, is Elise giving you... Oh, you paused there. And I did. I was like, wait a second. Is it really good? He didn't say <laughs> really. <He laughs> it, was, it was It was darn good, it by gosh. Super that, good. Hey, now, that was a good job there. Yeah, I did there on that creation now, you know. Oh, yeah. You oh, betcha. yeah. You know, God is actually from central northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota. And that's what he said. That's the version of my Bible growing oh, up back home. You know what? That accent had to come from somewhere. Oh, it sure did. You betcha, by gosh. <laughs> we got our Southern Californian over here. Was, she's dying laughing was, was over dying. here. <laughs> um, my gosh, it was really good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at the at the end of that, but this is where, but that's not the last day of creation. Okay. Day seven is the last day of creation. Right. And what did God do on day seven? He rested. Right, because oh, just hard work creating all this. I mean, he's omnipotent. He doesn't need to rest. Does it need to rest? So what is going on here? I think he's setting an example for us, Ooh, as yeah, he always yeah, yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, There's more to it. There's even more. But he's, a, okay, so he's also creating the day for worship? Yes. There's more? There's more. 
But wait, mm. there's more. What could it I'm sorry, be? Sorry, blowing off your le- le- levels here. <laughs> what could it be? Well, I'll tell you in just a moment. But okay. folks, if you're just tuning into Ignition, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg. While talking with Renee Kranz here, proper fitting at the beginning of the year, we're talking about the beginning, the beginning of the Bible, the beginning of of, of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, um, with God's creation of everything. Looking at Genesis chapter one. So the fact that the fact that God. Um, the final day of creation is day seven. It's it's divine rest, meaning, so the final thing is usually the reason you do the thing. You be, There's a, a okay. phrase, begin with the end in mind. Right. So when I'm starting a project, I have an idea in mind. Right. I'm going somewhere. Uh, we are the pinnacle of material creation. He saved us for the last of his creation. But the next day he rested, which is as symbolic, like as you said, as you said before the little break, um, God doesn't need to rest. Mm-hmm. The point there is all of creation is ordered towards divine rest. Mm. The end of creation, its purpose, its goal, its meaning. What? Why did he... Is it described this way? Because it's oriented towards divine rest, which is the Sabbath, which is, as you said, the mm-hmm. day of worship. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, Bergsma, Han, Cavens uh, Gray, others, they'll 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 illustrate with a diagram, Genesis chapter one, where you've got basically a structure with a little oh yeah I have steeple seen that. Yep. on top, yep. showing how all of creation is ordered towards divine rest, worship of God and resting in him as the creator. God's desire for ultimate, especially, especially, not ultimate, especially man and woman for the human race, but in fact, for all of creation is that we would find our rest as his creatures in himself. Hmm. He didn't just create us and, oh, isn't that cute? What a nice thing. By gosh, by golly, that's good. Uh, he created us. To find our fulfillment in himself for everything, but in a particular way for a man and woman. Mm -hmm. And we're we're the final thing he actually creates before this divine worship, this divine rest. It's our job. He gave us dominion. We're not in charge. He is. But we are his vice regents. Okay. It's our job. And that's a royal title. We are kings and queens of the kings and queens of creation on behalf of the king. And it's our job to usher everyone and everything else into that divine worship, mm. which is day seven. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the why of Genesis chapter one. And we've used up almost all of our time. We have, we, have, we, have, we have a little more time. So, <clears throat> so so the 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 dominion lordship on behalf of the Lord. So it's it's delegated. It's not absolute lordship. It's delegated lordship. It's our job to to be good stewards of God's creation mm-hmm. to lead it into day seven, which is His divine divine rest. We worship God not because He needs it, but because that brings us fulfillment. We've talked about this before mm-hmm. in the show. We're we will as creatures we will worship something. Right. Right. So God wants us to worship him because that's actually what fulfills right. us. It's not an ego trip for him. It's really right. for our own. And that's how he built us. That's how he built yeah. us. Yep. Okay. That's Genesis chapter one. I think that's important to note for just as, because he didn't build us and then try to strong arm us no, no. into yeah. worshiping him. He built us for that purpose. Yep. 
So I think that's really important to just kind of remember. Yep, absolutely. And there was, again, I can't remember the episode number, but um, a few months ago we talked about um, false idols and idol yeah. worship and yeah. how we're, um, we're intended to worship. We're built by him um, because he loves us and he desires a relationship with us. But as such, the consequence of that is we, we need him mm-hmm. to fulfill ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he doesn't strong. I love that right. image. He doesn't strong arm us. Yeah. All right, Genesis chapter two. What's your recollection? Just like the basics of what happens in Genesis two. I, I alluded to a couple elements. Um, Genesis two, I would assume, is how they're caring for the garden and they're doing their thing. Everything's perfect, and then Eve ten, is. God has told them, "Do not eat from the the certain tree," and. Eve kind of messes all that yep. up. And that's and Genesis 3. Too, and we're, we're not going to get the Debbie Downer okay. bad okay. stuff in the fall. Uh, <laughs> that we, we could talk about that. That's A year ago, we talked about God's question to Adam after the sin. Right. Where yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. What, Dude, what'd you do? Um, go back and listen to Biblical Firsts if you want to hear more about that now. But what I want to focus on is the second creation account, which complements the first. It just gives us another perspective. So this is where God creates uh, uh, Adam, and then he creates everything else. Um, let me hold on real quick here. He creates us, I think it's later on. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit later on that Adam will name everything. Oh yes, um, I forgot. Oh about yeah, that's that part. later. Yeah. But the first thing that God does, and this is actually before uh, Eve is created from his from his side from his rib. Uh, if I have time, we'll talk about that a little bit. But God puts Adam, He puts the man in Eden, and when we read in uh, chapter two, verse ten and following, the following. Yeah. Uh, A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is Pishon, and the whole land of Havilan, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are there. So we read about, so Eden, there's a, a river that flows through it and out of it. Uh, in four directions, we read about gold and bdellium and onyx stone. These are precious metals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, a couple when, when in scripture, water uh, rivers in particular, we find them in a, no, a number of places. Mm-hmm. Especially if people think of uh, the Jordan River right. where they would cross over. But but the one that I want to na- bring up particularly in this context is from Ezekiel. Ezekiel describes uh, the prophet Ezekiel centuries before Christ, so thousands and thousands of years after the creation. Ezekiel speaks about um, this uh, this river that actually begins begins as a trickle and it becomes a stream, um, and so it's it's obviously very shallow mm-hmm. and and not wide, but it gets deeper. And wider, right. and becomes eventually becomes you know he, he's wading in it, and it becomes and and this river brings life to everything um, around it. Mm-hmm. Do you happen this this would this would be like you get a really big A for A plus 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 for the day if you can get this right, Renee? Where what's where does that river find its source when it trickles out? Where does it trickle out from? Is there any chance that you remember says it in that? the Bible? It's in Ezekiel. This, this river that Ezekiel is describing, not the one in Genesis, the one that he describes that gets deeper, deeper, wider, wider, and waters and brings nourishment to everything around uh, it. Let's see. Is this after Moses or before? It's well after Moses. So is it the rock that Moses nope, hit with this? Nope, no, I have nope. no idea. 
it flows from the side of the altar in the Holy of Holies oh, in the temple. That. Yeah, you say a, that. Now a, I know it. A river, <laughs> a river that flows, has its source at the temple. When you think about how temples are, are uh, like really beautiful um, uh, places of worship, uh, what are they adorned with? Not all the time, but oftentimes. Gold. And other precious mm-hmm. stones. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Rivers. Flowing from so. temples that are adorned with gold and precious. <laughs> what? Oh, Eden has a river flowing from it, and it's adorned. It's a land of precious uh, of gold and other precious mm-hmm. stones. Mm-hmm. Moses or whoever authored the book of Genesis is reminding us. He's connect. Ancient Jews would have connected these dots. Eden is the pinnacle of the temple that is all of creation. Mm -hmm. Again, back in chapter one, there's already the hints, the structure of it, ultimately capped off by the day of worship. Genesis chapter two, the way we read Eden is akin to the holy of holies, again, of which all is all creation. The other thing too, so the river flows in four directions. Um, if you think this is this is also a sort of a bit of a chat, the, the the topography of Eden, in order for a river to flow in four different directions, that tells us something about the topography of Eden. Any idea? It's probably what it means. mountainous. It's on top yeah, of a mountain. Right. Throughout Scripture, where where's where's the temple? In God Europe is always built? found on a mountain, or so, yes, so, so it's on a one, mount. One of the themes that the scholars I mentioned earlier, and other all sorts of people, uh, point out is uh, one of the central themes in Scripture is the idea of a covenant, mm-hmm. and God always, almost always, estab- always establishes his six major covenants on the top of a mountain. With a specific mediator, the covenants are established on mountaintops mm-hmm. with a mediator. Mm-hmm. So in Genesis chapter 2, we see, again, a hint at the, the fact that Eden is the holy of holies right. uh, in this, this sort of language. And it's, if, if we will, at a mountaintop. This points to an, oh, oh, oh. And God puts <laughs> Adam in there and he tells tells him to keep the garden and to oh, till yes. it. yeah. No, he doesn't bring out the rototiller or the hoe and gets to it. No, no, no. This language, the Hebrew terms there are better translated to serve and to guard. Oh. And there's another place in scripture where God tells certain individuals to serve and to guard. Do you know who those people are and what they were supposed to serve and guard? No. They were the... They were Levi- in the oh. Levites? No. Yes, Levites? yes, the Levites. And and where do they, what's their job? They're supposed to That's serve and the guard temple. The, the temple. Adam and Eve, we know from Genesis chapter one, are given dominion by God on his behalf. We are kings and queens. And now in Genesis two, we're told that we, uh, and, and we're supposed to lead everybody else, mm-hmm. all of Korea, everything else, uh, into divine worship. That so, what is what is somebody who mediates on behalf of others in a religious context? A priest. Yes. yes. Genesis chapter two. That's made even more uh, through symbolism, even more explicitly clear. Eden is the holy of holies. Adam and Eve are kings and queens who are also priests who are supposed to mediate all of creation to, to God, God 
in the temple where he dwells with them. Our purpose is to be kings and queens who are priests who made all of creation to God. Amen. That is so cool. It's so cool. Amen. More to say, but we're out of time today, so we're going to have to wrap it up there, folks. Uh, again, ignition at sfcatholic.org if you have questions about this episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.